You know, it just seems the other side, whenever they are losing badly, they always pull out the race card. And I've watched it for years. I've watched it against Ronald Reagan. I've watched it against so many other people. I consider it a very serious violation when they say it. And I, I have to write it off as being purely politics. In terms of messaging, I would give myself a C or a C plus. Create millions of jobs. So many jobs are delayed for so many years and it's unfair. It's time to make America great again. Join the movement. The Neil A. Caruso Show Podcast. Time to dream big. Informative, insightful, and valiant leadership. Telling it the way it is to make a difference. All right, the Neil A. Caruso Show Podcast rolls along. We are on the Tuesday edition of the podcast. And before you know it, you know, the week just flies. Um, well, today, President Trump will speak in front of a joint session of Congress. And as we are recording this, we are going to do this quickly because we have to see the chief executive uh, speak for the first time in front of uh, the Senate and the House. Uh, he will be in the Capitol building there. So it'll be um, fascinating to watch. And, you know, there's a lot of um, speculation about how the Democrats will react to President Trump, who they you know they've seen as uh, so vile, which is uh, really unbelievable, the partisanship that exists. Um, so President Trump has said uh, what he has uh, put out in a email to his supporters, saying that his speech will be a message of optimism, hope, and love for the greatest country in history. Uh, that he will lay out an agenda for a stronger, freer, and more prosperous America. But as we've seen. In the inauguration, President Trump, and what I thought and what many thought was a very inspiring message, he said that um, we all bleed the same blood of patriots. He said that there's no room for prejudice when you open your heart to patriotism. But um, there was still a lot of talk from uh, the liberals saying that President Trump is uh, had a very dark picture of America, and I did not see that at all. So it'll be interesting to see what the reaction is tonight, and I think he's making a very conscious effort to speak to all Americans. I mean, I thought he did so in the inauguration speech, but I think he's going to maybe tone, maybe change his tone. I don't know uh, what to expect here because, frankly, I see things in a very positive light, um, and when I see President Trump out there in front of the country, I see a strong leader. Uh but a lot of people feel that he, for some reason, they feel that he is um, too, uh, I guess, too bold. I mean, you know, can you be bold enough to have such an incredible agenda to help all Americans? And then, you know, today he signs a couple of executive orders and he signs an executive order, um, two bills actually focused on women, um, a full day of signing bills today, um, supporting business programs for women and to encourage them to pursue careers in math and science. So the first bill, um, the Inspiring the Next Space Pioneers and Innovators and Explorers Act, say that five times fast, um, directs NASA to encourage women 
to pursue careers in science, mathematics, and engineering. Congressman Barbara Comstock, a Republican of Virginia, first introduced the bill in March 2016. The bill also uh, tasked NASA with promoting careers in aerospace with women. Um, and then the Inspire Women Act will create a climate for young girls and women to be successful in STEM, uh, science, technology, English, math, uh, competitive on the world stage, and be great assets to the growing 21st century economy, which is what Comstock said of her uh, her bill previously. Um, I guess the name of the bill was Inspire Act, and it is now the Next Space Pioneers and Innovators Explorers Act. Now, the second bill promotes uh, women in entrepreneurship, and Ivanka Trump was very uh, adamant about this bill. Uh, it permits the National Science Foundation to encourage its existing entrepreneurial programs to recruit and support women to extend their focus beyond the laboratory and into the commercial world. So two bills focused on women to encourage them to get involved in um, these um, STEM careers. And then President Trump also passed an executive order aimed at strengthening historically black colleges and universities. Mike Pence reaffirmed the administration's support, Vice President Pence, I should say, uh, reaffirmed the administration's support of historical, um, historically black colleges and universities, or HBCUs, during a meeting yesterday. Quote, you deserve far more credit than you get, and know that beginning today, the administration is committed to making sure that our historically black colleges and universities get the credit and attention they deserve, Pence uh, said it on Monday. And President Trump signed that bill, and um, it basically, what it does is it puts the... Um, initiative under the White House as opposed to the Education Department so that President Trump and the administration can be directly involved in that initiative, which is further than President Obama went. Um, and then, you know, it's amazing, though, all of this substance, all of this important, these important initiatives and executive orders get overshadowed because breaking news, Kellyanne Conway is sitting on a couch. I mean, seriously? And they attack her because her feet were on the couch and the way she was sitting on it. When, if you see all of the photos, she was trying to get a good angle to take a picture where there were more people in the Oval Office than there had been under this administration. That being the historical, historically black colleges and universities uh, leaders. And... So she was taking heat for that, which is absurd. And she was just trying to get a good photo for people that were asking for pictures that they could post of them with the president. And then, you know, the whole ironic part, if you want to get all apoplectic over feet on the furniture, I mean, there are pictures of Obama literally on the phone with his foot up on the desk, on the resolute desk that is now President Trump's desk. And there's a ton of pictures of him with his feet up, I mean, you know, he he did it all the time. So if you want to talk about respect for the White House, um, there was a glaring disrespect with feet up on, on the desk. I mean, who does that on the regular desk? It's kind of disgusting if you know what you're walking on. But, you know, just a stupid story that is being focused on to take away from the substance. Now, tonight, three relatives of Americans— uh, 
that were killed um, by illegal immigrants will attend and be President Trump's guest at the joint congressional conference uh, today. President Trump's address. Um, Jamie Shaw Sr., whose son was shot and killed in 2008 by a man who was in the country illegally, will be among the six guests sitting with First Lady Melania Trump during the speech. Uh, Mr. Shaw became one of the most vocal advocates of Mr. Trump uh, and his tough st- uh, stance on immigration during his presidential run. He was even on a TV ad uh, during and gave a primetime speech during the RNC, the Republican National Convention in Cleveland. Um, First Lady Melania Trump will also be joined by Jessica Davis and Susan Oliver, the widows of two California law enforcement officers, officials have said, uh, were killed by a Mexican immigrant who was also in the country illegally. The officers were shot and killed in 2014, and President Trump is meeting with them at the White House before his speech to Congress. A couple of uh, things that he's going to talk about tonight, legal immigration, he says he's going to focus on borders, the need for security, and he's going to focus on uh, better communicating that to Congress and the American people. There are some reports that he's going to be more lenient on DACA, which he did not touch yet, and that he may pr- try to provide a path to citizenship and find a bipartisan agreement there. Now, I would be a little disappointed if he did that because if you're going to enforce the law, you enforce the law. No ifs, ends, or buts. Um, I would be a little surprised and a little disappointed if President Trump does that. Now, I understand these are kids, and most of them are here not under their own, you know, and they're not here to commit crimes and that they're, uh, you know, they were children that um, are here from countries that either um, they escaped from or what have you. But the problem is is that some of these DACA kids have committed crimes. We talked about the illegal immigrant that was here under the DACA Act, uh, Dreamers, that killed, who killed, um, Laura Wilkerson's son, burned him to death. And when you have stories like that, you just have to enforce the laws. If you're going to come in here, we have to know who you are, we have to know what your intentions are. And there has to be a better system of of vetting and understanding who these people are. There just has to be a better system. And President Trump is looking to implement that system. He's supposed to sign an executive order tomorrow. And the executive order will temporarily suspend immigration from those seven war-torn countries that he originally suspended immigration and refugee program from. There'll be slight changes. And now that he has his some of his people in place, including Senator Jeff Sessions. Um, and Sessions, you know, came out today. He was asked about um, about immigration, and he said that uh, it's just shocking to me that we don't have a universal respect between law enforcement agencies where one has charges, um, the other turns over the offender to the next jurisdiction, or so, uh, so the next jurisdiction can carry out the just punishments. We're going to have to wrestle with that, and it's just going to be a tough challenge, said Attorney General Sessions. 
And, you know, that's the big challenge is, is letting law enforcement enforce the law. And that goes with the local governments. That's more of the challenge than the federal governments. Now, we know that that's the um, immigration suspension executive order has been caught up in the courts, not for any constitutionality purposes, merely because of politics. Um, but President Trump said that, you know what, my messaging could have been better. This morning, he was on Fox and Friends in an exclusive with uh, Ainsley Earhart, Steve Ducey, and Brian Kilmeade there. And this is just a portion that I want to play. He was asked, I believe Ainsley asked him the question about uh, grading himself. Where would you grade yourself in terms of um, the first month of your presidency? And this is what he had to say, surprisingly. Effort, which means something, but I give myself an A+. plus. Okay, effort. But, but that's, you know, results are more important. In terms of messaging, I would give myself... A C or a C plus. Why? So my messaging isn't good. When I see a story about Donald Trump didn't fill hundreds and hundreds of jobs, it's because in many cases we don't want to fill those jobs. You have 600 open jobs, though, that you can appoint. What's going on? Well, a lot of those jobs I don't want to appoint because they're unnecessary to have. You know, we have so many people in government. Even me, I look at some of the jobs. And it's people over people over people. I say, what do all these people do? You don't need all those jobs. Now, they'll so be you're filled. Cutting. You're cutting. Oh, those, cutting. Those slots are not going to be. You know, good. it's funny. I, that's what I mean about messaging. You have to fill hundreds of jobs. No if idea that people, you didn't want to fill them. Oh, many of those jobs I don't want to fill. I say, isn't that a good thing? That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. We're running a very good, efficient government. So President Trump there on Fox and Friends this morning on Fox News Channel um, talking about uh, how he would grade himself, and it was fascinating because, okay, he gives himself an A-plus. I was expecting him to give himself an A-plus across the board. I mean, you know, he's great, and, uh, you know, and I thought he's done a, a very good job and that a lot of it, um, a lot of the communication is not necessarily his fault, but he took the blame for it. And I found that fascinating that he would give himself a C-plus in messaging. And listen, I've criticized on this podcast his messaging when it came to the immigration order because people on the left and in the media falsely labeled it as a Muslim ban. And they falsely called it a religious test when, if you read the bill, it has nothing to do with that. And so, but President Trump took the blame and said, you know what? I could have put that out better. And that was interesting. And I think that um, he's going to really focus today on, on making the message. Now, I thought he's done so for two years is uh, is creating the message, but uh, he, he will discuss more on immigration tonight. Um, and uh, there may be a new face in the Trump White House um, in terms of messaging. Um, he's looking for a communications director because Sean Spicer is doing both the communications director job and the press secretary job, which is very difficult. And... They are looking at what this guy seems to be, the front runner, and um, the co-founder uh, of the public relations firm BlackRock Group, Mike Dupe, uh, Dupke, I think it's how you pronounce his name. He's a veteran political strategist familiar with uh, media buys and issue advocacy, and he has helped Republican Senators Liz Murkowski— uh, Lisa, excuse me, Murkowski, and uh, Dan Sullivan 
win their respective elections. And he's a quiet guy, doesn't tweet much. He's kind of just behind the scenes communications. And I think that may be an anchor that Trump could use because, see, President Trump is a great communicator. And like Kellyanne has said, Kellyanne Conway has said that President Trump is his best messenger. That's true. But as the president, you do need good, strong representatives. And, you know, President Trump is used to the private sector where he could call up reporters directly and put his, um, I don't want to say spin because that puts a negative connotation on, but get his story out there. You know, get his messaging right that he would do it himself in the private sector and as president. First of all, you don't have the time, and second of all, you just can't do that. And he's finding that more and more, so he's he needs a more anchored, behind-the-scenes communications guy that can just deal with the media requests. Um, Trump also directed the EPA today to formally reconsider President Barack Obama's clean water rule, which would take away government bureaucracy and federal oversight of... Um, our waterways. Now, you also heard in that clip where Trump was grading himself on Fox and Friends. And he said that, you know, all of these jobs, we just don't need it. And that's interesting. Because we've talked about bureaucracy on this program and the nonsense regulations like the EPA that they're going to take some of that money that they save and put it towards our depleted military that we went through in detail yesterday. And, you know, if they are able to lower the bureaucracy by—and this is all draining the swamp—is by not hiring people in those positions, especially um, the uh, 600 White House positions that, frankly, he said, I don't need— I can operate without it, then you are going to cut a lot of government waste and red tape and fraud and abuse as well. So cutting bureaucracy, and that's a big part of the Trump uh, Trump agenda. Um, so tonight he gives that speech in front of the joint session of Congress, and we'll see what happens. Uh, we will talk tomorrow about the details of it because— Frankly, this is the first time that he's going to be up there in front of Congress. This can be a little weird to see a new president in that position, namely President Trump, an outsider with all these establishment people around him. And what will come out of that? How does he bring the message to the American people is crucial. And how will he present it in such a way that people can get behind it? Now, the immigration order... It's supposed to come out tomorrow, and um, they are reporting, or CNN anyway, is reporting that the travel suspension will exempt legal permanent residents and existing visa holders. And there are some trade policies that he's probably going to discuss tonight, too, because President Trump is developing a trade policy that would champion U.S. sovereignty. Protecting our borders will be a big theme tonight, and he's got to get some of Washington behind him on this. In order to pass legislation, remember, you can't do it alone as president. In America, you have um, checks and balances, and he's going to need the legislature to get behind him on his policies, and he knows he needs it. Paul Ryan invited him in the first week of his presidency, and so tonight will be interesting to see where we go from here, how he presents immigration, open borders, closing our borders, securing our nation. 
and so forth. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless America. The Neil A. Crusoe Show podcast is a production of Crusoe Enterprises. Engaging, informing, and entertaining. Passion-driven, factual content that makes a difference following Neil A. Crusoe on social media. And log on to neilacrusoe.com to sign up for Crusoe's comments, newsletters, and be the first to know.